was in a contact center and then I had to deal with uh, North American um, uh, customers and I am a all right, welcome in to Vision Pros Live. With Jackson Callum, I'm your show host. We will be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guests, guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. Ultimately, I just want to go through some of the things that might help you with your vision. So if you have a vision that you're pursuing, drop a link in the comments and let us know what that is. If that's a business or a brand, um, if it's a nonprofit that you run, be happy to promote it, be happy to talk to you about it. And if you'd like to apply to be on Vision Pros and be interviewed about that vision, then by all means, feel free to reach out. Welcome to Vision Pros Live. That was awesome. Sometimes there are, of course, technical glitches that happen. Like this little button here, what is business culture? We're not ready for that yet, but I can't find it either. Um, that's all right. So it's great to have everybody here today. My name is Jackson Callum, the founder of First Class Business, the host of Vision Pros Live, um, where we interview entrepreneurs uh, and leaders about their visions in life. We have a super interesting episode today. Um, it's it's uh, you know, it's it's a matter of learning on the fly as a team and motivating people to move forward. And we had somebody who wanted to come on the show um, who is a friend of Jaime and Emmanuel. I may get that wrong. They're welcome to uh, to correct me later on that. But Kevin Romero will be coming on to discuss with us cultures and leadership and what he's learned from his different job opportunities. This is also kind of a behind the scenes, but now live opportunity for us to interview Kevin. I've never met, well, I met Kevin three minutes before the show started, and that is, uh, this is going to be an opportunity for us to interview him and see what he contributes and what he could possibly contribute to the culture at First Class Business. Um, why does, why would something like that happen, right? When you've got a podcast and you're interviewing people about visions, you know, why, why would I want to interview somebody who I only met three minutes ago? Well, I'll tell you about it. One, I have extreme trust and Jaime and Emmanuel and their judgment of character and virtue and leadership. So when they told me that somebody was excited to come on the show, I was like, okay, cool, let's make it happen. Let's organize it. Um, and so they did, they organized it and got it going. Two, I know that we are going to learn valuable lessons as we grow as a company. And I want the companies who are following us and who are looking at what we're doing to understand and be able to model both what happens uh, in, you know, in the real world and behind the scenes, have as much access as possible to seeing what we do, how we do things. So um, they have their own criteria for how they pre-qualify who would be a good fit for the show. And we're going to continue to optimize that, of course, as the show grows in prominence. But what you're going to learn today is uh, basically how to evaluate and assess somebody who can support you on your vision. And your vision, as you get it established, well, you might know what it is. But one of the things that most visionaries struggle with is how do I communicate my vision effectively enough that other people care about what that vision is? Both care in terms of wanting to buy from you and wanting to follow you, as well as in terms of how to lead and guide somebody who may want to support it, right? So then 
that leads you to establishing a little bit of what's called culture, right? And culture is established is ultimately a reflection of the vision itself. And so if your vision is weak in culture, your culture is going to be weak as well. Once you have that culture well-established, you know what your virtues are, you know what your, uh, your, your values are as a business, that makes it much easier as well to start establishing your leadership. And as you establish your leadership team and your management styles and your management mechanisms, that also improves your ability to expand your business. So we're going to be doing that live on this show as we talk to Kevin Romero about what his experiences have been. All three of the supporters on this show, the ones that are going to be involved in coming on the camera, perhaps with this, Amanuel, Jaime and Kevin are all three from Colombia. They speak English fantastic and with fantastic. Oh, man, I can't even speak English. <laughs> Let's try that again. They are very fluent with their English capabilities. They'll probably figure help me figure out how to say that um, themselves. And their dedication to working hard and to providing value is outstanding. So without further ado, Kevin Romero, come on out here. And if uh, we want Jaime, oh, there we go. Jaime's coming on too, as is Emmanuel. Um, so thank you for being here today, Kevin. We appreciate you coming. Let us put you on the spot. Hey, thank you so much uh, again for... Um, you know, for, for taking into account my interest to be part of this. Uh, I'm very excited uh, to, to, ha to have the opportunity to get this conversation with you guys. Uh, now, uh, at this, I'm, I'm at this part of my career, uh, I can, you know, say that I'm ready to share uh, the things that I have learned from my own experience in the business, uh, in the different businesses that I have been part of. So thank you so much. And, well, and well <laughs> I'm very excited. Very, very articulate of you. So I have a question for you. Have you been on, um, is this your first podcast or have you been on lots of podcasts before? Well, I, I think this is my first podcast. So I, I cool. have never been like, <laughs> in, I, 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 I have had the opportunity to, you know, broadcast with uh, maybe uh, with, within you know any activity from my company like the company that i'm working right now and different speeches but never had the chance to to be like live in a podcast with people you know like Woo! you guys um first time yeah, awesome. <laughs> cool, that's hey awesome. man you're doing well uh you're comfortable <laughs> and you know my, my biggest tip to you and for the audience's sake is as we continue to talk um, there's so many angles we can go down, right, um, of, of how we answer questions. What I try to do is facilitate speaking towards the audience. What is the audience going to benefit from most in relation to this story or this experience that I've had? Um, because stories can change, not based on changing the truth of the story, but based, based on the context of the story itself. For instance, mother, child, right, have the same experience of going to an ice cream store. Well, the story as told by a child would probably be a different emphasis, a different angle, different values would be important to the child than to the mother, right? Who might have a different experience and reality with traffic, um, with how much the ice cream costs, et cetera. There's different concerns um, from different angles of the, the perspective. So as you consider your answers, as we talk through these questions, that'd be my one, one tip of advice is I got to make sure, and I think everybody on the show needs to make sure that we're delivering a value based on the audience that may be listening. So um, without further ado, Amanuel and Jaime, I'm going to let you lead a little bit. What question do you guys want to begin with? All right, Jackson, uh, before 
before you guys, before we start off the podcast, I wanted to let people know that we were actually going through some company culture training right before this. And we actually were there like two hours. Am I right? Two, two hours. hours. Two hours of company yeah. culture training. Yep. And company culture has to be that. You're constantly training, you're constantly growing, and you're constantly teaching new things, which there may be like difficulties that come up ahead and, and within a company culture. But as long as you know how to go beyond and always try and get through those speed bumps as best you can. It's, I mean, that that's the wonderful thing about being in a business nowadays. And it has become basically the norm. Like you have to have a company culture within your company so that your employees are having that, how do you say, like that strength to move forward and understand things in not simply a different way, but in a way where the company wants you to envision yourself and you also want the company to grow you want yourself to grow as well so i just wanted to lay that out before before we started i'm gonna pull the curtain back further on that i love that you went there jaime so jaime called it a company culture training it was jackson bringing our culture back to life after kicking everybody's butt last night <laughs> training yeah. is what it was. Right. <laughs> so let's be real. So last night, as I'm going in and, and making time to evaluate a few of our departments, my job is to optimize my role in the company is to make sure we're moving everything in the right direction, which means that we're con I'm constantly looking for what needs improvement. And there's a lot of room for improvement always. Um, but so here I come as like a, a, you know, a tyrant, if you will, like, you didn't, you know, this needs done. This should have been done this way. This needs done. You forgot to do this again. This is the fifth time, you know, you need to get this down. And I didn't use the most pleasant of words at all times either. As I went through this process of explaining, yo, we're a first class business. We need to operate at a first class level and that's not acceptable. What are you going to do about it? Are you bought into this or not? Right? So I, I hit the team really hard with a lot of evaluations last night of how we can be improving performance. And so I knew today, well, we need to, we need to have a conversation as a team. Um, you know, I need to let them know I'm human still. I need to let them know, like, I do care about them and that this is me fulfilling the role of, of quality assurance ultimately within the company. But it's not a reflection of how I feel about people. You know, if you don't, if you don't build people up and help people understand the value that they are to your life, you don't take the time to do that. What will happen over the course of time is they will start to feel like you don't care about them um, and like you're not there for them and, and you only want to whip them into action, um, but not making the time to, to hear them out or to discuss matters on a, on a better level. So we actually had a training today for the three people who are going through our new basic training process for new employees. Um, and this is their third round going through a lot of those dynamics trying to understand how to comprehend everything that goes on. And we needed to have a really full on discussion about, all right, where are you guys at? Um, what questions do you have for the process? So I gave them the agenda. What questions do you guys have about what we're doing? Put them in order. And uh, I don't remember what the other agenda item was, but I had a very clear agenda and they came in and I'm just going to be real, completely derailed my agenda. Um, they were like, no, we feel like the meeting should go this way. And I'm like, Oh, hell no. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, you did not. 
<laughs> you did not derail my agenda. Um, and so we had to have a good conversation about that and realizing like, okay, if you're going to derail my agenda, then, you know, at least validate my agenda first, right? You guys are forgetting your basic principle of validating that this should, you know, this should be validated that, Hey, here, Jackson as the founder has these agenda items that we want to discuss. Then yes, we also propose we discuss this. Which one would you like to start with? Give me some options, guys. Um, so once we got through that, it turned into an opportunity to really test our culture, set how we do things as a team. And uh, sometimes you need to have those types of conversations. And what fortunately I had the window for two hours. Um, we had set aside 30 minutes for it, but then we shifted gears into, hey, you know what? This is turning into something super valuable for every party that's here. Let's make sure we really understand each other so that we are all on the same page and in unison as we get back into our, our life. So Kevin, you may experience that, um, in, uh, in your working relationships and your environments. I'm going to go back to Jaime and Manuel real quick, just planting the seed with you, Kevin, but Manuel, uh, Jaime, where do you want to take this? What questions should we dive into for the audience? I think that we should go with the first question that we had ready for you guys. This is going to be really fun. So here we go. Is this the one? Um, what is business culture? What's business culture? Yeah, so comment on it. Comment on it. What is business culture to you out there as well? Let us know what, what that means. Um, you know, and we'll define our, our own. Do we want us to, who do we want to start with? You guys choose. Who's going to define it first? I must say something. Yes, he did. You're mute. Jaime, you look good. You're mute. <laughs> I can't hear you though, but you look good. Hey, yeah, I, I did say something. I was muted. How did Emmanuel know? All right. So I, I always try to be very brief with uh, my my definition because I understand that business culture may be different in a definition term depending on how you take it. So for me, business culture is the identity of a company, meaning that's how things usually run or how they set themselves to do certain things um, and that defines a way of how people work within that company so for example we as a company in first class business we the first book that we have to read is the five uh, dysfunctions of a team so that defines a lot of how we want to be as a company how we want to be accountable with each other as far as that we want to generate healthy conflict, that we want to have that trust within our company mm. and that we want to also be very transparent on everything that we do, have the accountability and get to the results that we want as a company. So that, that sums up a lot of what our business culture is and what I consider to be business culture. And I'd like to hear also from Jackson's perspective, Yeah. If this question was asked to you, what what would you what would you respond? You know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I, I want to go. I want to go with something. I want to add something to what Jaime said, and then you can go. I'm gonna make fun of Jaime real quick first. I love you, brother. But you said I'm gonna start with something simple and basic, and you took that far. Uh, it was far from simple and basic, my friend. Go ahead. What do you got, Emmanuel? Well, uh, just to add something real quick <laughs> to what Jaime said is that. Uh, company culture is also uh, based on values, belief, 
practices and the behaviors, right? That was something that we were practicing like two hours ago. Um, and for example, I want to I want to share today our company culture with the people, if you don't mind, Jackson. So this what is, is really important. Uh, our values are really awesome. We have consistency, we have reliability, persistence, patience, and we have our base, which is love. Everything we do, we do it with love. Those are our um, values. So this is really important also when it, when we talk about company culture. So I think that was what I wanted to add to what Hamid said. So now you can go ahead. I'm glad you did. Um, you know, I'm going to pull up on my screen real quick here. Uh, let's see here. Present. Let's go to our value slide for that. <clears throat> I mean, we're, we're, I wanted I wanted our culture to be super dedicated to the realities that that Emmanuel just shared. So I knew it was important for us to design posters um, that really effectively communicated that. That it's not just a matter of having that as a as a passive dream. That's supposed to be our day to day reality. We should be consistent. You know, we should be reliable. We should be persistent, and we should be patient. And all those pillars they don't they don't matter. If you're not building on a solid foundation and our foundation, I believe the most solid foundation in the world is love. Um, I think that's the greatest power that there is. Um, so that's that's something that we're constantly talking about and trying to emulate. So if I were to describe it, though, Jaime's asked me, what is business culture? Um, guys, I'm not. I didn't go to Stanford. I didn't go to Harvard. Um, you know, like I'm, I'm still discovering all of this, but I can tell you what it is to me. It's a feeling. It's a feeling and a state of mind, right? I know, I know when I'm in a culture that's right for me, when I feel like I'm home, when I feel like I belong, right? That that's really what it comes down to. And, and yes, there's some great trainings out there and there's probably some great dictionary definitions and yada, yada, and really smart people out there who have great ideas for how it works and why it should be defined a certain way. But, I've met a lot of teachers. I'm going to pick on one who I love dearly. He might not like this, by the way, but I'm going to call it for what it is because I hope he levels up. One of the best salespeople that I've ever learned from is named Eli Wild. Eli Wild has the Wild Selling System, I believe it's called. He's a phenomenal salesman and you can learn a lot from him. I learned a lot from him, but at the same time, he's kind of, he trains as though he's on a podcast. Like right now we're off script, right? We're just talking about things and going through things and we're not in a specific training. Eli understands the importance of the mechanics of the bicycle and the spokes, the wheels. He can talk your ear off about everything that has to do with riding a bike and what a bike is and how it works. And he's very good at it. It's very impressive, but you're not going to learn how to ride the bike by learning those mechanics. Not, not the way that it's taught in that, that class. I love the book by David Sandler. You can't teach a kid to ride a bike at a seminar. Kind of a perfect analogy hand in hand. On the flip side, David's book does an excellent job of providing an amazing framework that the sales mentor and that the wild selling system have all built on top of. But the foundation was far clearer, far clearer um, in the way that it was established by the Sandler Sales Institute back before it became the Sandler Sales Institute. Still room for improvement there too. So I don't want to take away from the value that those individuals offer to the world. I, I, those are values that I re rely on. They're people that I want to learn from. My hope is that Eli will realize his opportunity to level up 
by by becoming a more clear and concise trainer with how he tells people what his 10 clarities are, which we had to dig and find for six months as a training group, or that he will produce materials that can be a little bit more effective in, in establishing that path. What am I getting at with culture? Uh, the mechanics of culture matter to me and I will continue to learn them, but I'm not going to pretend to be able to educate you on how the bike works. I just know how to ride the bike. That's what I'm getting at. I know how to enjoy riding the bike. I train my kids pretty well riding the bike. I train other companies pretty well riding the bike, but do I know all the, like the, what the handlebars are called and what the brakes called? No, I, I don't. I don't know everything about culture. So with that said, we've got Kevin, who's got some expertise on this subject as well. He's He's been part of many cultures, which gives him expertise as it is. And he's been involved in people operations training, which you see on his title. Kevin, uh, what would you add to the, to the conversation about culture? Okay, so uh, I would like to say that I couldn't agree more with you guys. Uh, I think that com uh, company business culture is basically the way the identically way that you do things in your company. Uh, what I mean is that, for example, in my case, I've been the last four years, the last five years, I've been in three companies. Um, when I started working uh, in the second company, um, I had to stop and say, so I already had experience how I'm going to, uh, to to make an impact in the organization that I'm working right now. Uh, I can say that you have to stop and understand the business that you are now part of. Why is that? Because if you don't understand the, the objective of your new CEO, for example, if you uh, don't understand what are they, their principal goals, you are not going to actually contribute to the organization and you are, you are becoming a problem for them because that will make the communication between your CEO or, or, or your managers uh really difficult because the the first thing that i think is important to do when you start uh, in a new company is to uh, be aligned with the with all with the with the whole team so what i will add is that when we say okay this is the way that we as a company do things you also need to detect what are those practices that your company uh, perform in order to analyze them and be able to, uh, you know, copy and paste this in every single activity that you do, but also to be able to, to gather from these activities, the main objective is this, because this is going to help you to create new strategies or when creating strategies, you will be able to always keep the DNA of your organization, if we can say that. So when I say, okay, what are those practices? Uh, you need to think that 
what are they the what are those things that actually make your company different from other organizations and how do you how do you identify that um, we, we call it in Spanish rituales. We can say that these are practices. For example, we have a meeting with the managers every Wednesday. Uh, okay, and what, what happens uh, mm -hmm. in that meeting? Well, in that meeting, we talk about um, the, the, the indicators that we had the last week. Okay, always yeah. when you have that kind of conversation you need to make sure that every uh, part of the organization uh, hr uh, operations uh, and all the departments have something to share regarding to the objectives objectives of the organization awesome absolutely and and there's accountability that matters in that too uh looks like we have a comment from Nada Bermudez or Neta, you have to help us on the pronunciation at some point. I think the business culture is that part of the company that makes you want to work here or not actually work there. When you feel your values there and you identify yourself with the politics, rules and activities, when you don't talk about the money and we think I really want to stay here and grow here, that's that's really wise. So in other words, what I hear uh, being communicated, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, um, that is, when you're able to work in an environment where it's not about the money, certainly the money matters, right? You need to be able to sustain your, your livelihood. But when you identify yourself, like you feel like you belong in that, um, you know, and it aligns with the values that you want to emulate, um, that's when you start to, to really feel connected um, to the, the culture being built. So thank you for sharing that. Um, let's see, we got some other questions on, on the docket. Uh, I was in the wrong folder, guys. I was in the leadership folder. Uh, <laughs> now I know what's going on. Why is culture important to a business? Um, you know, I think we've we've covered quite a bit about this as well. Let's move into what is the most important factor in creating a strong company culture? All right, I'd love for people in the audience to to vote. You know, take your picks. Um, you know, I'm the type of guy who says like, really, the most important. Um, like, there's one thing. Um, you know, I, I don't like questions like that, but um, I'll digress. I'll say for me, it's love. Um, you know, that's mine, but it's not a one size fits all answer. So what else? Um, guys, what do, what do you, if you had a vote, each one of you, Kevin, let's start with you. Let's try to keep it to like three words each on this one. What's the most important factor in creating a strong company culture to you, Kevin? Okay. I, I would say that there, there are three important things that you always have to make sure everyone in your team Hold your... On, i'm gonna stop you what's the most important factor give me one let's go let's go for the fast answer we'll dive deep in a minute but i want to hear from all three of you perfect i will go with what's the impact that we want to create so impact will be the first thing knowing the impact cool awesome what about you manuel Now you're muted. That's funny. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, I'll say that we need to be consistent in everything that we're doing uh, when we're creating a culture. Consistent. Okay, cool. How about you, Jaime? I would say 
I would say it's uh, it's communication, clear communication or clarity in communication. Best best okay. expressed. I don't, I don't necessarily think there's a wrong answer. I, I don't think any f one of us four, by the way, have the perfect answer. Um, so I think it's a great That's collaborational right. <laughs> topic. Um, from my experience with building businesses, um, once again, my foundation is love, right? And vision. Vision is the key to creating the strong company culture. Um, that's at least how we build out our solutions for our clients um, is we make sure that if the vision is clear and the vision is depicted and communicated well, then and only then I, I, can I feel confident that I'm establishing the right type of culture based on what the visionary was, was creating. So not to Trump or to say that everybody's wrong and this is the answer, that's just my answer. And that's how I, that's how I build. You've seen it, you know, we have charts that showcase that as well. We're building a cool thing, uh, a staircase as well, to showcase how we go from vision to culture, leadership to marketing and so on. Um, the staircase design should come out here within the next 30 days. Um, all right, so moving on, how do you, how do you, how do you cultivate, right? These, uh, these aspects within your organization, right? Um, so let's start with Amanuel this time. Um, consistency. Amon, well, you gravitated towards that. It's a great strength for all of us to have. Nobody's going to lose by being more consistent, um, right? That's not going to be the cause of their loss. So how do you establish consistency within an organization? Well, I think that we need to to first start uh, just moving forward with the, with the behaviors or with the practices that we want to establish within a company. And the first thing is that we go through it every single day that we're working on it. For example, if we're working uh, one month on, on create an environment of full of love, we need to start giving love, expanding our love mm. to our people. Like, hey, Jaime, you know what? You you look so nice today. Those words will help to create an, a, a good environment. So I will say something like that. With the consistency part. Good. I'll also give some insight to the audience based on the example I've seen you provide. Um, you know, I'm talking about your, how you provided the example when you came into first class business. All right. So you came into first class business and you saw inconsistencies that existed within the company mm -hmm. and you were willing to create healthy conflict. You were willing to challenge me on what was missing. And that was extremely effective and helpful. Um, so there, there you were, you know, driving consistency by opening our eyes to what we weren't consistently doing, what we didn't consistently have. So you were willing to debate it out. You were willing to bring up the hard subjects and we made room for it. I was, I don't know why I have this line on my forehead. That's, here, I'll move over. <laughs> oh, does it bother me? Um, I do know why. It's called the sun and it comes in every day at this time. Um, but um but that that reality is we wouldn't have had we wouldn't have been able to advance as a company culture as thoroughly and as as fast without you being so efficient in recognizing our opportunities for growth and articulating those to me and trusting me to value your opinion in regards to that. So thank you for sharing that. Jaime, your, yeah, so your response. Remind me what it was. Remind the audience. It was it was communication uh, or clarity in communication. So nice. there's several examples I can give. Uh, one is we have daily reporting on what we're doing and that has to be clear. So it's important always to talk about it. And even in this meeting that we were having before, it's the clarity of providing a report 
in in a structured way and also mm. doing the evaluations and then having that communication with the team so it's important for you to always have that communication back and forth whether it's it's something that is needed for the company so it's it's important to understand like what channels are used and how that is done within a company and understanding that very specific situation where you can also communicate with a person through conflict so communication mm. in all sorts of way within a company to me is it's, it's it's extremely important uh, within creating that company culture that you want, where there's free conflict. Uh, sorry, not free free conflict, where there is a healthy conflict. free flowing conflict, free flowing. <laughs> I know what you meant. Healthy conflict, and where things are simply just talked about. You are constantly improving by generating that communication. So that to mm. me is simply just one of the most important things. Well said. And it, it goes back to the basics that annoy people. Um, you know, we might have certain listeners fall off by talking about the basics. That's okay. They're not ready to be an expert, in my opinion. Um, and so let's let's talk about that. What would make somebody an expert at building culture and building a successful business? Well, one of the hardest things to convince amateur basketball players to do is to work on their layups. Yet the pros do it every day. Oh burn right if you're not practicing your fundamentals if you're not dedicated to the day-to-day -day fundamentals of becoming an expert what you do which is done by doing the simple things right you're not going to become an expert if you have a culture where you don't care how people answer the phones in your culture hello you know hi what do you want you know like you probably wouldn't accept that in your business right but are you able and willing to train your team Hi, this is Jackson with First Class Business. How may I help you? You know, if you're not able to train your team to consistently follow that pattern, right, because you didn't communicate it, then you're not leading your team to do the basics consistently. And if you're not teaching them to do the basics consistently, how much harder is it going to be for them to do the advanced consistently? Right? You got to have an element of, of pride in how you communicate. And that communication, like Jaime says, I think that's very wise. It sets the tone for how the organization will respond, react, or uh, you know, feel inspired to utilize that as they continue to grow within it. So, Kevin, circling back to you, impact. Let's hear about it. So, if I wanted to improve the impact, uh, cultivate impact into my organization, what do I do? Where do I start? Yeah. So I think that um, the, the most important thing uh, when, you know, wanting to create an impact and uh, make everybody in your team to understand it is having uh, some conversations with your team and make this uh, a practice of having a conversation something really consistent as Manuel said, uh, in your uh, role as a, as a team leader or as a, as a CEO, it's important to have conversations with your team every week so you make sure they understand what do you want to make as a, as a or what do you want to uh, make possible as a business. What, what does that mean? That if you are, I don't know, you you are a, a developer um, and, and you have the idea of business to, to sell your 
uh, software as a service, you, you have to make sure that everyone at your team understands that by making possible this uh, reality, you will be able to help society in some aspect. But also, how are you going to how are you going to help them as part of your team by helping you to make possible this objective? This will come from the various things like uh, those recognitions that you that you make, like hey, well done, you make the numbers, that you made it really really well, to the tough conversations that you will for sure have to uh, have with your teams. Sometimes yeah. we, we have leaders that are very good at having recognitions, making recognitions to their teams, but they are very weak at having tough conversations, which means that you also right. have to make sure about the impact that you want to have when you when you have this kind of conversation. That's awesome. So it ties it full circle back to this communication factor and clarity. Right. And then, of course, like Emmanuel said, then being able to consistently produce that result. Um, I also want to go back to what you said about impact earlier. You mentioned clear objectives. That's a big part of the impact. Right. Is if you don't have the defined objective uh, for your team, then everybody's going to be assuming they know what the objective is and going in their own different directions as the company grows larger, too. That leads to people having objectives based on their own specific agenda, right? So maybe I want a promotion and I feel like I have to do things to get a promotion that are contrary to the best interest of the company, but I focus my sights on some manager who I want to replace, right? I want their job. Um, and so I start acting according to what makes me look good and feel good, but it's actually hurting the company, but who cares? I'm after my objective. That happens all the time in the in corporate environments. Um, and it's very important to learn how to shift the culture away from establishing those hidden agendas and those objectives that aren't great for the company culture at large. Um, so we'll probably end on this question here. Um, we'll see if we have time to sneak in one more. Um, but what is the role of the upper management in the business culture? Uh, again, there's several opportunities, several angles from which this can be important to establish. Um, I'll lead the way. I would say the, the role of the upper management in a business culture is to serve those around them the best way that they know how, um, right? We provide, and that's, that's really my role for sales is we do what is best for those that we serve. Well, that's true in my opinion of upper management as well. It's my job to lead. It's my job to guide. It's also my job to follow whoever is above me in that upper management and to support and what's called sustain that individual um, you know, or those individuals or that board. It depends on where I'm at in the organization, of course. But if I'm trying to do my best to make sure that everybody is aligning to do our best for those that we serve, then, I mean, that's a pretty great recipe for success for any company. Um, and there's, there's more tangibles beyond that. But that's where I would establish the base of the answer for this question in case you're you're looking for it but um let's take a few angles on it so what is the role of the upper management and the business culture beyond what i stated what do you guys feel what is what is another role another objective dynamic or responsibility of upper management guys to to me um 
I, I have to put myself in a person that is like higher up to understand the concept. And that, that is usually what I try to do, put myself in other other's position. I would say it's aligning people. That is like the basic role of that upper management in business culture, because you have to have people in the same page, speaking the same language and understanding things the same way in order for you to move forward and, and get those results that ultimately are needed for the business itself. So I think the role or, or the most important role of an upper management in that culture is doing that, aligning people. Nice. So you're leading and guiding people by creating alignment for one. You know, I think of people rowing a boat, right, in the same direction. I also think of music, harmony, right, creating harmony um, amongst the, the orchestra, right, the violins, all having their violins in tune, um, you know, and then another department, same type of way. Well said. Uh, what else, guys? You got anything else you want to contribute to that? I would like to, to say something uh, mm -hmm. about the role of the upper management when it comes to the business culture is, as Jaime talked about, uh, being aligned is very important to you as a CEO, for example, to make sure that the team that you are building uh, is passionate and uh, dedicated to the that specialty uh, what, what i want to say that role that they were hired for what does that mean for example you have to uh, to get a, a financial uh, specialist that you trust in you have to to find a operations manager that you trust in why is that because probably as a leader uh, of a business you understand how how you can run your business but you are not a specialist in everything probably you are very good at hiring people but you are not that good at finance, at finance for example or maybe uh, you you understand that that someone could be better at managing or your operations so Mm -hmm. Rather than being right. a super smart guy, you need to be able to, you know, to, to, to build connections with people that are passionate about what they do. Because when you get that kind of people and you uh, deliver your vision to them, you will have a super team. And that will help you to have that impact that you want. And of course, to have a, a very communication about what are what your objectives are. Well said. I would uh, I would say that our my team our team is a fantastic example of, of emulating that. I'm very grateful uh, for how well you guys do um, and on what you do. And uh, the team hears me say this at least once a week, if not once a day, which is it's not Jackson class business. It's first class business, right? I look forward to the day where I'm ultimately completely removed because we have people better suited to fulfill all the different roles and responsibilities that I sometimes take on or engage in. Not because I want to be lazy, because I want to go and deliver what I know I can deliver at my highest power, right? Which is which has a lot more to do with my vision and the growth aspects of uh, strategic partnerships and building out passion pros. Well, there's so many other things that I should be utilizing my time on books, uh, getting our books written, 
and out there doing interviews. So it's uh, the only way you can actually do that is if you are willing to step aside and allow other people to take on those roles. And then we can do that responsibility is responsibly is by uh, following advice from companies like the E-Myth, uh, like Michael Gerber um, has taught me through his book, the E-Myth, phenomenal, or the five dysfunctions of the team by Patrick Lencioni, building on the blocks uh, and the formulas that others have established. So um, with that said, guys, um, we are we are running short on time. You guys inspired me for one more reality, and that's that uh, each one of these dynamics, as I, I wrote it down, you know, consistent, clear communication and impact, <clears throat> one could build a very successful consulting model just by delivering those four pillars, right? You could build a fantastic formula for moving businesses forward. Would it be the absolute most complete bridge and everything's tackled? No, it wouldn't be, but it is a fantastic bridge, um, right? And molt in cities, right? Which I look at businesses like cities, they need multiple bridges in order for people to get access to that city. They need all sorts of different modes of transportation. So each one of these elements isn't a matter of like, oh man, your formula is better than my, for worse than my formula, or your formula lacks this and it should be built around this or that. It's not a this or that world. It goes back to Jaime's concept of alignment, right? We, we've figured out a formula that you could build a multi-million dollar consulting firm by establishing those four key components for businesses when it comes to their culture. And I look at it kind of like when you're learning to throw a rock, for instance, right? If I just, if I try to flick the rock, it's not going to go very far, right? If I add the dynamic, let's say that's consistency. And then I add clarity, right? I add the dynamic of moving my arm forward. I'm going to throw it even further. If I wind back, you know, like adding communication, it's going to go even further. If I impact, add a slingshot to it, bam, that rock may fly twice as far. And so we're adding dynamics and not saying, hey, this is the complete solution, but these are all important dynamics to add to the formula for success and growth. And if you were to dedicate uh, your, some time each week and each day to better figuring out what your business culture should look like, that's going to create positive momentum and movement for your growth. Um, so Vision Pros, we're happy to have you today. Comment um, if you have something to add. And also, if you'd like to get in touch with Kevin Romero, I'm certain that that he uh, would uh, would love to be in contact with other businesses out there, uh, whether that's masterminding or potentially looking for uh, contract opportunities. We'll be evaluating um, him as well uh, for for working with first class business. Kevin, we're grateful to have you here today. Um, we'll put your LinkedIn link um, in the comments as well. That way people can get in touch with you through that platform. And uh, Manuel, Jaime, thanks for supporting us today. Everybody have a fantastic week and thank you for joining us on Vision Pros Live. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. We optimize them as the months go by. This is going to get more and more fun. Um, we'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And thank you.